Welcome to the Arms Race, the podcast where we try and determine which action star has the highest body count in movie history. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keen, and today we're recapping our first Sylvester Stallone season, our fifth overall. Uh, we're just going to kind of talk about the previous 12 episodes, the movies that we watched, where we've been, where we're going. And a couple of categories of kind of best and worst, as we did when uh, we covered the Schwarzenegger catalog. Yeah, if you listen to our previous podcast, The Bad Pones and Machine Guns, which also serves as the first 32 episodes of this podcast, um, oh, I didn't carry over the recap episodes to this feed, to the Arms Race feed, so this will be the first one, whatever. I mean, this is something we do at the end. We, we break you know, our podcast up into seasons. We'll do these recaps, and then we're going to take a little bit of a break. But before we get started, something uh, I think we need to touch on first. There was a bit of a hornet's nest stirred up on Twitter, I think it's fair <laughs> to say. Based on uh, yeah, apparently so. My, uh, my tweet on our Rocky II episode, I said that there was a fight that was uh, transpiring, and apparently those were fighting words. Well, I think it had less to do with your tweet and more to do with our opinions. I, I'm going to include myself. I'm not going to throw you under the bus and oh, be like, wow. people were angry at your opinions about Rocky II. <laughs> I think I also did a bad job defending Rocky 2, and so Rocky Twitter was not happy with us, but I will say this. It says a lot about Rocky as a franchise where we stirred up a hornet's nest, but they were the nicest hornets in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> That is fair. I, I don't feel like the stings hurt that much. It was actually really great. I want to shout out uh, one podcast in particular who we were kind of having a back and forth was the Going the Distance podcast. I, we had a really nice back and forth on Twitter. You and, probably yeah, should give their Twitter handle, by the way. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> Search, search going the distance, Rocky. I'm sure you'll find their yeah, podcast. Sure. Oh, right. here's my phone. I'm looking for my phone, and it's in my pocket. Where's my phone? It's just like right here. Oh, Close to your heart. I, <laughs> as always. Okay, so they're GTD Rocky Podcast on Twitter, at GTD Rocky Podcast. I'm sure from there you can find their actual podcast. Yes. Um, and you should, because they actually answered a question of ours from the Rocky 2 episode. That is correct. In and the I zoo, wanted, I believe. On the, yes, exactly. The yeah. zoo. Uh, so I just wanted to pass this along because I thought it was really interesting because their podcast, and this is on episode 78 of their podcast, and I definitely recommend listening to it because it's, it's an interesting story I wouldn't listen to. So basically on their podcast, they interviewed the director of a documentary about John G. Adelson who directed Rocky 1 and Rocky 5. And through him, that guy knows Sylvester Stallone. And so they, that guy reached out to them and said, hey, I'm going to see Stallone today. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Definitely listen to the episode because they could tell this. I'm just, this is all third hand for me. Yep. And this is really shows like these guys are really nice guys on Twitter, and it shows like they, these are podcasters after our hearts because the, the level of minutia they wanted to ask about. <laughs> they said, "Hey, ask Stallone, why did Rocky propose to Adrian at the zoo in Rocky Two when in Rocky One, Buddy, Mister Gazzo's driver, said, hey, take her to the zoo and had a, had a derogatory remark about Adrian.' It's an excellent question. It is an excellent question, and so the guy said, "Sure, I'll ask Stallone." And so word got back to them. Uh, that basically what Sylvester Stallone said is he said he didn't ever occur to him and never even crossed his mind once. So there's our answer. I think we were wondering, like, did Stallone not even realize there was this connection here? Yeah, you, I think you speculated specifically on a Rocky Two episode. Did Stallone forget the the what happened in the script? I think we Rocky One. I think we both said that. Like, did Stallone forget? So if, he did. I mean, that's it. Just didn't. It wasn't a thing that was on his mind. Uh, you know. So I just thought it was interesting that the, the, those guys actually got word back from Sylvester Stallone yeah. and had an answer. So uh, yeah, those guys have got some connections, apparently. They put us to shame. They have all kinds of interviews. This, this thing is just you and me. And speaking as the Rocky uh, fan on this podcast, I definitely want to go back and listen to some of their, those guys' stuff. So yeah, going to Distance Podcast, just want to thank those guys because I, I thought it was a real like hot scoop that they had, so I wanted to pass it along. <laughs> that, uh, that is fair to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I will ask one thing. Don't... <laughs> Don't get ahead because I don't want any of their material seeping into your brain for the That's episodes a good that point. we cover and you accidentally plagiarize stuff. So how about that? That's a very good point. You're right. I'll, I'll wait until uh, maybe we're done with Stallone. That's that's a long time, though. But I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll kind of I'll navigate. Right. I want to listen to this. Well, <laughs> they just posted an episode where they interviewed the inventor of Seiko the Robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> how could I not listen to this? An interview with the guy who built Seiko the Robot? It's like... You know, and we haven't gotten there, so it's, it's like... It's like a regular guy. I mean, I'd want to know about the regular guy behind the robot of a regular guy. I wonder if he... Well, actually, no. I was about to say, I wonder if he's inside the robot, but I actually, no, for a fact, it was like a real robot that was semi-autonomous and all that. I, I'm going to listen to that episode before we do Rocky Four at the very least, because I'm well, curious Rocky about Rocky is a ways away, so if you listen to it now, I think yeah, you'd be safe. it's a ways away. Yeah. So anyway, first things first, we've said that we should talk about this on 
the wrap up and here we are this is the arms race podcast and not the sylvester stallone podcast we set it up to potentially change it up and do a season on a different action star so i think that's the first order of business here is do we want to continue with stallone not to like put it in that way of just like oh but there's a little bit of me that's kind of going oh there are, there were some it's funny that the enthusiasm for rocky has not carried you as far as i thought it would well you dampered my enthusiasm oh, from that rocky 2 episode whatever you ruined my fun in rocky 2 <laughs> i think the rocky episode was a very good episode I, well, yeah i mean it, it's it's nice to talk about a genuine classic film yeah. i mean arnold has some genuine classics too i mean t2 is yeah but probably the equivalent certainly not an oscar winner right no exactly i love talking about the rocky movies i love watching the rocky movies but i just you know it's it's the experience of watching every Stallone movie one by one is a very different experience than watching every <laughs> Schwarzenegger movie one by one. That is very true. You know, and I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, we, we did that Arnold podcast because we just both really love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And it was right. just that we were coming in with a built-in enthusiasm, which is not here for the Stallone thing. So, you know, I mean, it's just worth talking about. I, part of me was thinking, who else do we have that much enthusiasm for? Actually, it really isn't anybody. Like, nobody's going to be as fun as Arnold. We could change it up and be like, let's just do Harrison Ford or let's do, you know, Van Damme or whatever. Nobody's movies are as fun as Arnold's, at least in this vein, in the action movie kind of field. That's, I think that is the difficulty, is I don't think we would have the built-in, unbridled enthusiasm yeah. that both of us had for Schwarzenegger's catalog. And look, there were certainly some dogs in there, without a doubt. Oh, but, sure. But there always seemed to be one or two in the season, no matter, even getting towards the end, that we were always looking forward to. And so I think that definitely carried the day. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that I've discussed, and I would seriously like to consider, not necessarily right now, but thinking about The Rock. But even there, I know that there's going to be, it's not the same level of enthusiasm. There's a lot that I'd have enthusiasm for, but not the same as Arnold. He's the closest to Arnold in terms of a persona, but he still does a lot of like, whatever those escape to which mountain and all kinds of weird stuff like that. And I don't know, maybe it's just selective memory. Maybe I'm just You say you don't want to watch Rampage? I do want to watch Rampage, actually. Uh, it's just to you know, become available for renting as we're recording this. And I've looked at it and been like, mm, do I want to spend money to watch Rampage? Like, oh, it'll be on Prime. I was going to say, that is definitely material that winds up on Prime. Yeah, it's not going to be. You're not going to have to pay money for that for long. <laughs> no. You know, I actually did pay money to watch Infinity War just because I had, to, even though I didn't like that movie, it's like, I kind of need to see that again. Oh. So that's what won me over instead. It was between that and Rampage. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to buy Infinity War. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I I think for me, I would lend, lend towards the continuing another season of Stallone because I'm not sure we would have another one that's going to be every, you know, there's going to be two or three in every season, no matter what we know is going to carry us through. Yeah. And even in this, there were, I mean, look, I really enjoyed and loved Demolition Man. Leading off with it was probably a mistake because one of my favorites is out of the way. Uh, but there were other ones along the way here that were fun to do. Even in a certain way, Rhinestone kind of was. And so the eclectic collection of Stallone maybe in some ways uh, keeps us fresh and a little bit different. Yeah, I, was, I mean, there wasn't, there's only one movie that I absolutely hated. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute, but... Yeah, there were every movie had something that was worthwhile to discuss and just to feel like, okay, I'm glad I saw that movie just because of whatever. Yeah. The the thing that I'm noticing that's so different is there's no real common thread. Like No, it's Stal true. Stallone has a persona of sorts, but he also is more of an actor where he is disappearing into his roles a little bit more. I mean, he's not you know, he he's not like this method actor, but he's still He he's you're right. He's closer to I don't want to say a professional actor because that's disparagement on, but he doesn't have the persona like John Wayne did or Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? That it's them in a movie. It's not them portraying a character. Yeah. I mean, he, I think Stallone is like 20% character actor and 80% movie star. Yeah. And Arnold is a hundred percent movie star. <laughs> he has no character actor element to him at all. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you watch an Arnold movie, even a bad one, and you know, you're going to get Arnold. Yes. For the most part, there were a couple where it's like, you know, Arnold isn't doing enough Arnold. You know, like collateral damage is one of those just like, oh, this is disappointing. He's kind of not being Arnold. He's not doing... He's trying to be too serious in that, and it just didn't carry the day. Yeah, whereas I think with Sylvester Stallone, it's like you kind of... You expect him to be a different character every time, which is good. I mean, that shows that, you know, if, you're, if we're being objective here, Stallone is a better actor than Arnold, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing compared to, like, the kind of movies they're making. I mean, certainly we've watched all kinds of types of movies that we never would have watched. 
without a doubt. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine that I would have pulled up Death Race on my own. Yeah. I know you had seen it, but I can't imagine I would have ever pulled up Death Race on De- my own. Death Race, this old 70s B movie, you know, and we did Escape to Victory, which is this classy, yep. very old-fashioned prisoner of war movie, you know, and then you've got uh, Bullet to the Head, which is this kind of like modern-day grindhouse, you know, crime, dark, yeah, dark. dark crime movie. Yeah. You got the Rocky movies. First Blood is, you know, I think very different than most people expect. You know, like we talked about, we expect it to be Rambo, and it's a very relatively serious yeah. drama about, uh, you know, that that's a real breadth of types of films, and that's, in hindsight, it's interesting, but when you're in it, it's just like there's nothing consistent to grab onto. It's almost like, you know, I was thinking about this because we kind of dropped the, the green pepper face thing. We just yeah. kind of stopped looking for it. Because it's like, it's not something, like, there's just no consistent through line that, that keeps us, right. like, centered. It's just kind of like, oh, everything's all over the place, and I don't know, like, it's, it's true. It's tough to wrap up, because it's just like, it's just kind of, it feels like kind of a hodgepodge. In, in many ways it does. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, it's just kind of tough to, I guess the goal here is to look for, like, trends, and it's like, I don't know if I see any trends in Stallone's career. It's just like, he was an actor who took all kinds of roles, and, you know, some, some are action movies, and some are rhinestone yeah and in in that kind of journey and path it is good though that we have like you discovered the specialist right and that we had demolition man because we've still got the categories that we always know can pull it back to what the arms race is supposed to be which is totaling up the bodies from these action stars from the 80s and 90s so it yeah no matter what there is that common thread but as we move through the season it does feel like it's all over the place yeah. because they're just so many different genres and just the categories you had to break them into when you came up with it. That's right. I think that puts a real finger on what I'm trying to say is we're ended up talking about movies where we get to the end. And it's like, I guess we have to talk about the body counts. Like <laughs> this is rhinestone, but still this is our segment. Like we have to talk about them. We're obliged. Yeah, exactly. I think there were like four or five. I'm like, I've got it here with zero with zero. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, it's been a bigger transition and a bigger kind of change of pace than I was expecting. Well, especially, yeah, because even you look in like Arnold, right? You know, in his comedies, you had twins that even the stuff that were in categories that you wouldn't necessarily have expected it. Right. You still got it. You still got like five or six. Right? At the end. It's yeah. crazy. It is. I, I think, what did he, I wish I, oh, wait, I do have it up. Uh, I've got it on a different tab. The specific. The, num- uh, the number of Arnold movies that had absolutely zero bodies by anybody. Uh, was it had to be Junior? Let's see. It's it's more than you'd think. Okay, Hercules in New York, Stay Hungry, Pumping Iron, which maybe shouldn't even count. Right. The villain, Junior, Jingle All the Way, six out of thirty-seven. <laughs> We're already we yeah, only kindergarten do- cop. To, yeah, wow. Yeah, kindergarten cops got bodies. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, we've only done sixteen Stallone movies. We did twelve this season. We did the three Expendables movies and Escape Plan. And uh, we got I got uh, four. We already have four, four movies that have no body count, so we're almost t- two more. We'll be, he'll be tied with Arnold, and uh, yeah, that that's crazy. And even Rambo: First Blood, right? Is almost it's yeah, one. It's, it's so te- close to zero. The technicality and Escape yeah. to Victory only had one. Yeah, so like both of those are basically zero. Yeah, it is just really different. Yeah, it is different. So, but I agree. I think we, we're going to stick to this. Yeah, I think we just need to every wrap up at the end of the, every season. We just need to have this conversation. Do we still want to keep doing this? Yeah. It'll probably always be yes. Like, hey, I'm enjoying most of these movies. I think the majority of these movies I've at least thought were moderately good or at least interesting. Most have not fallen in the Spider Rico category, which is that's, that's really what you can hope for, is that if it's bad, that it's fun bad, or if it's mediocre, that's fine. You get the Apollo Creeds every once in a while. Yeah, I meant to tally up all of our ratings. I should have uh, done that, too. Yeah, I didn't do it either. And Maybe, maybe uh, next season we'll take a look at... I mean, again, they're not numerical, which is why I like our rating system, so it's like... There's not like it's not like we can do any kind of analysis on like I mean I guess you could just be like like we had two Tommy guns and three Apollo Creeds or whatever but well we could also see who's uh, who's favoring the Tommy gun versus the uh, the Spider Rico or the Apollo Creed yeah I don't want to the body count is where I get to put in all my math and like <laughs> you know statistical stuff like I don't want to I like the fact that our ratings are non numerical you can't do statistical analysis you can't do averages it's just like all right all right let's fine. just let them be they, we've already given our ratings and now they're gone they're out in the ether and you cheated by creating an entirely new category for Ratchet and Clank I don't so. think that's cheating I mean this is. The scale is Rocky Opponents, and I stuck to that scale. I kept within the bounds of the rules of our scale. 
I'd like to fight you on it, but I even if I didn't agree with you, which I actually happen to reluctantly, I would give style points for creativity without a doubt. I'll be honest, when you suggested that, that we use Rocky opponents as our scale, I, I immediately thought hip of pocket. it. Hip pocket? And within five minutes, I thought of that, and we're like, I'm just going to keep this, yeah, exactly, in my hip pocket, <laughs> and I'll save it when I really need it. And, and then it came out in season one. <laughs> in case of emergency, break open glass, and then the, the emergency came, I had to break open Ratchet that glass. clink. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to body counts, or do you want to talk about best and worst? What do you uh, want to do first? Yeah, let's let's lead off. This is the arms race. We should lay, let's let's get the statistics done. Okay. So before I get any deeper, I want to make a correction. Uh oh. Uh, for the last three episodes, we were carrying over a number that was incorrect. Do you remember on First Blood? Uh, there were those three guys in the jeep. He runs off the road. Yeah. We agreed those shouldn't count. But, he did not kill those guys. Yep. Yeah. But in my initial count, I counted those guys. On the and spreadsheet, I, gotcha. On the next episode, I mistakenly carried over okay. the wrong number. So what I have been saying the last couple episodes is that Stallone has 213 bodies. Personally, across uh, 16 movies, it's actually 210. Take away those three guys. All right. So uh, just to recap, we're comparing uh, Stallone's body counts to Schwarzenegger's, and I also have the total body count of the entire movie. Yeah, here. with not just Stallone and Schwarzenegger yeah. personally. So right. we haven't been doing that episode to episode, but I have it here, so I think yeah, this, no, this is the, is the time, time to do cover. it. Without a doubt. Okay, so first things first, Arnold Schwarzenegger he had 546 personally across 37 movies with an average of 14.76 per movie. Stallone, uh, as I said, 210 across 16 movies. That's 13.13. All right. So he's behind by about point. 1.63 he's behind on per movie. And without Expendables movies, he's going to have a hard time making hay. I know Rambo will help. Just wait for Rambo. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You have I no don't idea. know. Um, but on the flip side of that, Arnold's total, his movie's total body count, 1,871 across 37 movies. And I just want to remind you, we were at 1,107 before we got to the Expendables movies. And I'm including the Expendables in his total because he's, okay. he's in those movies. So he went, he went from 1,107 to 1,871. <laughs> Because of those Expendables movies. The Expendables movies are so insane. It's insane. So, I mean, Stallone's getting credit for those two, so they basically yeah. cancel out. Okay, so 1,871 total bodies in the entire movie across 37 movies. It's 50.57 bodies per movie for all of Arnold's movies. Just <laughs> total right. movie. Stallone, total body count for everybody, 929 across 16 movies. For an average of 58.06. Wow. So on the total body count, not just the two of them, like yeah. Stallone's movies are crushing Arnold's yeah. movies as of now. All right. Again, I think the expendable lead has something to do with that, but yeah. they're both getting credit for those movies. So I think it's just because we've seen more Arnold movies that it's getting diluted on his end. I think eventually this will even out a little more, but even though Stallone is now getting beaten by Arnold head-to-head, his movies still have more bodies per movie. So. All right. And also, just pointing out, uh, you know, remember when we, we were nearing the end of Bad Puns, and we were just like, is, Arnold, is Arnold's movies, are they going to get to 1,000? I do remember, Stallone's yeah. already at 929 <laughs> through 16 <laughs> movies. So, you know, we're going to get to 1,000, no doubt about Without it. Without a doubt. Um, so it's just worth pointing out. All right. Uh, okay, and then I have top 10s, just single movie records, right? You know, who has the most in one movie? And it's worth pointing out, Stallone already has this locked up because Arnold's highest body count personally was Command, though he had 99. Yes. Stallone in Expendables 2 had 109. <laughs> he killed 109 people in that movie. That was with the plane, wasn't it? Yeah, he blew up a bridge. Yeah. There were a lot of people on the bridge. Yeah. Do you think that's cheating a little bit? Do you no, think? whatever. It is what it is. You could split that with Statham because he was he involved. Was, yeah, he, Statham was in uh, Christmas. I can't remember. I never can remember. His Lee first. Christmas. Lee Christmas. Yeah. No, we've, we've made the ruling, so Stallone gets the credit. All right, but in any case, Arnold is still dominating this. I mean, again, as we see more Sylvester Stallone movies, this will fill out with Sly's movies. But Expendables 2, 109 for Stallone. The number two is Commando, 99 for Arnold. True Lies, number three. Total Recall, number four. Eraser, number five. Then Expendables 3, Stallone at 31. Then Raw Deal. Then Expendables 1, Stallone at 28. <laughs> then Red Sonia, then Predator. So... In the top ten, Stallone's only got three slots. All three Expendables movies. Wow. Uh, eventually, the, some Rambos will show up on this list. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, this is just a list I'm going to continue to maintain as we go. All right. And, uh, we'll see how many times. I mean, consider he's three out of ten already, so it'll be interesting to see how many slots each of them has at the end of this list. It will. And so uh, you've done a great job in doing what this podcast is about. So I think listeners uh, should be very thankful 
that you're keeping such detailed records for them. Well, I appreciate that. I don't have, you know, I, I was going to track, like, weapon types and all that, but I was like, <laughs> ah, forget it. That, no one cares about that. It's too granular. You don't need that. I agree. It's too granular. I mean, I, I eventually did it for Arnold, but it, it, nobody cared. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, all that matters is the total, you know, it's like it doesn't matter how many steps a guy takes in the race. All that matters is how, who gets finishes. there first. Yeah. yeah. All right, you want to move on to let's uh, rank some things. We have some categories. Let's we're do look it. At. So uh, I'll let you pick the first category you want to uh, cover. I think we've got six total that we're going to do best and worst of the Stallone films from this season. Uh, yeah. So you, let's save best worst movie for last. I guess. Yeah, so, that's fair. Uh, you want to start with? Let's start with villain. Okay. Best villain, worst villain. You want, you want me to start? Or? Uh, no, you can pick it. So I'll, so, so I'll go okay. on the best. I actually put more time into this than I thought, but in the end, I had to go with Simon Phoenix. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I'm, I thought you were going to go with my pick. I, you know, oh. si- Simon Phoenix is probably my number two. No, my favorite villain from the season, Ned Trent, James Woods and the Specialist. <sighs> so I, that's the reason why I'm surprised, because if you would have asked me going into this season... I would have said you could put any of Stallone's movies. It won't matter. Simon Phoenix is one of my favorite action movie characters of all time. To be honest, he's up there with Benedict from Last Action Hero. He's a close number two for me. Yeah, and so, but the fact that I paused, I'm like, man, I hadn't seen The Specialist since it was, you know, on VHS. I went back and forth. Like James Woods was just eating up every scene he was in, so it was a harder choice than I thought it was going to be. I mean, both of them steal their respective movies. I mean, they're just... Guess what? This is not a Stallone movie anymore. This is my movie, you know? <laughs> it absolutely uh, is. Almost intentionally, I think, in James Wood's case. I think, you know, Wesley Snipes just is, he just had the perfect role. It's just, you know. It was a great fit. It was a great, great cast. Great fit. So I think, you know, I don't know if he's intentionally trying to steal the movie. Maybe I just, it's because I know a little bit about <laughs> their, their, their personalities and Wesley Snipes seems like a good guy and James Woods does not. So I just assume that <laughs> James Woods was deliberately trying to, you know, upstage Stallone, but. Well, he yeah, succeeded yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it worked for me. I thought it was great. All, All right. right. How about on the, uh, on the worst side? I went with Freddie from Rhinestone. Freddie Unger, yeah, I think. Yeah, Freddie Unger. So it's funny. I, he was very close number two for me. Okay. Uh, I went with, this is maybe unfair and a little cheating, I went with two. The Leones, Joe and Tomas in The Specialist. I thought they were terrible. Wait, who are they? they the, the, guy, the guys who get blown up? No, they are the um, Rod Steiger and... Uh, oh, and uh, Eric Roberts? <laughs> Eric Roberts, yes. I did not enjoy their performances, didn't really like their... Now, maybe it's because the real villain is, <laughs> sure, is Ned up- Trent. <laughs> They're being upstage, but yeah, I yeah. thought that they were terrible villains. Yeah, I mean, they are. They are terrible. I, I, you know what? I'll agree with about Joe. I think Eric Roberts is a lot of fun in that movie too. He's he is. I c- he, I, he's I can- hamming it up just as much. He just doesn't have the wattage. He just can't shine as brightly as James Woods. But I think he's having fun, and I think he's a fun villain. All right. So what I will say is the reason they were combined is that I'm leaning more towards Joe, but I didn't feel he was in the movie enough to completely count him as his own villain, so I combine him with Eric Roberts. Of the two, I think Eric Roberts as Tomas is better, but I still didn't really like him as a villain. I mean, he's the villain. Joe is the villain who survives the longest. So, I mean, if you want <laughs> to... Until he, he gets a locket. Yeah, until that locket explodes. But, you know, <laughs> if you want to judge it that way, he's the main villain because he's the one who dies last. But, oh, uh, that locket. A locket with explosives is so great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that movie is... <laughs> I, I, I really wonder if they knew how terrible a movie they're making. Is that intentional or not? Is you know because that's so dumb that I have a hard time believing that somebody just be like, oh yeah, this will be great. Like this makes total sense. <sighs> it, it blows him up so much. And how much explosive can you fit? You can't. You can barely get a picture in those things. It's like a pencil eraser, like size <laughs> of, of a locket. It's so t- ridiculous. Uh, anyway, okay, so so best and worst villain. My best and your worst villain both came from the same movie, which yeah, is interesting. That is very interesting. All right, so uh, I'll go next. I'm going to volley it to you with what I think is probably the category that you can best cover. So I'm going to say let's cover best song and worst song. Okay, I've got some YouTube clips up if we want to reference, uh, <laughs> you know, if we want to play some clips of our, our songs. I can almost guarantee you that one of them will be in the rotation. Well, uh, do you want to start? Because I, I, I put together, I was, see, uh, we had exchanged some emails, and I was suggesting we do top threes, and this is the category I wanted to do I, that I for. I figured that's what was the case. I, I, I have so, a lot to talk about as far as songs. So let, I'll do my, how you want me to do my both best and worst, and then you want to just cover all of what you've got? Well, I've got, I've got four songs in each category. I'm going to work my way up. This is the only okay. time I'm going to do this, but I just, right. I just have so much to say about each of these. All right, so best song, I'm going to give you mine. 
I'll admit that I wanted to put in a little time, and I feel a little bit bad about not having anything from Rocky, but I cannot not acknowledge Meet Me Halfway okay. from, <laughs> from Over the Top. I understand. I mean, so, I mean we, we, we should play the song. So much fun. It's been in my head for weeks since well, we did the episode. I'm literally posting that episode tonight, so just wait. Because <laughs> I, I know you listen to episodes just to I make sure to, everything's yeah. okay. And you, so this, here's the song. Should I skip ahead to the part? as well. <laughs> this video is so... This is probably part of the reason why we laugh so much is because Kenny Loggins looks ridiculous he in this does. video. <laughs> it is so great. He looks so ridiculous. Uh, anyway, let's meet me halfway. Yes. I knew you were going to go for meet me halfway, even though... Did. That's not the best song that we heard in any of these movies. Also, Rocky doesn't have any songs yet, really. So my my best, my favorite is not from Rocky because it's okay. There's not really songs yet. Rocky Three is where that starts. With, I know. I I was thinking also score and. But. Oh yeah, I was I was mostly when we agreed to do this category. I was thinking of pop songs because right. we, we've talked about how like most of these movies end in terrible pop songs. Yes. So that's kind of what this category is for. Do you want to give your least favorite now, Fair or do you want me to yeah. do my no, best? No, that's fine. I'll get, I'll do least, and then you can cover both yours. Um, you know, one through four on each category. So worst song, <clears throat> I just I couldn't get past it, and maybe it's because I never realized it as much as I love the movie. I couldn't get past. The Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. It is an awful song. Both of these are the songs you, I predicted you were going to pick. I figured as much. Yeah. I just, I just loathe that. So I can't believe a movie that I really enjoy just as ends on a piece of garbage. Yeah, it's a really bad song. Oh, and we talked about it on the episode. Like, uh, volume's a little loud on this video. Yeah. Uh, why is there such a delay? Like, listen to the weird fake harmonies. Here, wait. Well, it takes forever for him to start singing, doesn't it? The way Sting, like, harmonizes with himself. When does the vocal start? There we go. I think it's like a fake computerized... Oh. Like, I, I, I think the low harmony is just they took his vocals and pitched it down. Yeah. Which is why it sounds so weird and awful. I don't think it's necessarily... Uh, it just sounds artificial in a weird yes, way. Like, it... I don't think it's necessarily a bad song inherently. It's just the production on that song is so bad. It's, it, it sounds awful. And it doesn't fit the movie at all. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it, it's it's very 90s in a way that... Oh, uh, all right. Now you probably have me there. Uh, I mean, I, it's, it's a bad song. All right. I don't know if it's necessarily a bad fit, but it's a terrible song. I'm glad I'm that predictable that you were able to successfully <laughs> uh, project my picks. Well, those are the only two songs that you noted like, as we've gone through these movies. Those are the songs that you, you, you brought up, because usually I'm the one talking about music and stuff. So the fact that it, they jumped out to you was enough yeah. to be like, okay, I know what those are going to be. Well, I'll tell you, Meet Me Halfway is my number three favorite. Okay. And Demolition Man is my number two least favorite. All so right. They're so both on my list, so I won't play them again. So right. I've got three left for each category. Let's go, with the, let's go with the best. Okay, best. My fourth best. And this is a song that I said on the episode I didn't like. But <laughs> as I was preparing and listening back through these songs, it kind of grew on me. Uh-oh. And it is... Bad Night by Frank Stallone. This song actually grew on me. <laughs> it's silly and like <laughs> bouncy and it's fun. You know. All right. You can't help but bounce along. Over the top is clocking in two out of your top four. Uh, that's true, yeah, because wow. uh, Meet Me Halfway is number three. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of music in that movie, so it's like, just by volume alone, well, it's, like, it's kind of it's stuffing the ballot box a little bit. I have not listened to that episode yet, but I'm pretty sure that my plot summary was that it was just like one long music video, yeah, very basically. Much, it very much is. Um, and, one, and one on my worst list is also from, from uh, Over, Over the, the top. top. All right. Okay, number two, and I this is the opposite of Demolition Man, where... I think that I don't necessarily think the Demolition Man's a bad fit for that movie. I think it's just a terrible song. Whereas Turn the Beat Around, I actually think is a good song that's a terrible fit. Oh, is that an awful fit? It's an awful fit, but I like the song. This is a fun Oh I you know. This is a big hit, and you know, I, I think it's a good song. It's definitely the biggest hit we've gotten as far as like a famous song. Oh. I don't know if we've really other than like the Rocky theme. W- without a doubt. And I mean I could almost see 
I could almost see a scar, you know, a Scarface, the Palma Scarface, it being in there. But even then, it just sure it's it's that movie's take it to the limit. Yeah, I so Women I can, yeah holding on a razor. Oh, I forgot about that song. That song <laughs> oh, is kind of fun. That's like with my the favorite counter. <laughs> that's my favorite part of Scarface. Oh, I haven't oh. watched that movie in forever, but, but I, I watch that YouTube uh, section of the movie on YouTube <laughs> every couple of months because that song is so crazy. And so like in there, I could see it. This movie, other than I get it, it took place in Miami. It doesn't fit anything with that movie. Yeah. It's this hard-boiled kind of movie, and then it's just, it's so celebratory at the end. Yes. Maybe one thing if, like, they blow up the bad guy, and then he puts that song on his car to be like, we will celebrate. We killed the bad guys. Turn the beat around. <laughs> no, but it's not. They're just no, driving not. off. It's just on the soundtrack. Yes. I mean, it's obviously just they made a deal. And then my favorite song from any of the movies we watched thus far, and this is honestly... Almost cheating because it's Bruce Springsteen, and like by default, he's the best <laughs> performer. Because you compare, you know, I just mentioned Frank Stallone not two minutes ago. It's like in this in this competition, in of this course, strata. of course, Bruce Springsteen is going to be the best song. But uh, a stolen car by Bruce Springsteen from Copland. This was the song when watching the movie that made me go, "Oh, Bruce Springsteen is actually amazing," and I should listen to more Bruce Springsteen. I'm in terms of like the fit for the movie, it is perfect. It's an amazing scene. It's the perfect fit as far as like a music choice. Uh, it's Stallone's character and his like you know old flame from when he was the, yep. the girl he saved in the car. I don't remember character names anymore. Copland yep. feels like a, a year it ago. It does feel like an eternity ago. It was like four or five months ago now. These seasons are a lot longer than they were because <laughs> twelve true. movies instead of eight. Anyway, um, Bruce Springsteen. I need to listen to more Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna. I'll. You know, I am not the the music expert on this, but what I discovered is uh, some Springsteen, and it is completely appropriate um, based on the fact that it's in Yonkers, New York, is used in Show Me a Hero, and it's the same thing. Like I, I never really. Again, I'm not a music fan, but maybe it's the usage in Copland and in Show Me a Hero. But I'm like, yeah, I can see why Bruce Springsteen was a huge, a huge success. He, yeah. He really is a great performer. And great performer and a great songwriter also. I'm, every time I hear a Bruce Springsteen song that's not like one of the famous ones, because it's just like, you know, you hear Born in the USA, and it's just like, ah, that's just a repetitive pop hit. Yeah. But then you hear like a song like this, like anything that's not, that's any kind of deep cut. And they're all, I've never heard a bad Bruce Springsteen song, even the ones that are corny and, you know, like, <laughs> and uh, mainstream, like Born in the USA. And, just, you know, I, you, we've all heard Born in the USA a million times. Right. Um, and so it's hard to judge it objectively. But it, it's, it is a good song. And the only reason why it, I don't like it is because it's so overexposed. Overexposed, yeah. You hear, you hear these songs you've never heard before and you're hearing them for the first time. It's just like, wow, he, he's such a great songwriter. Yeah. Every song is good. Like, I've never heard a bad Bruce Springsteen song. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to start. I said this when we, we did Copland and I still haven't, like, gotten into Bruce Springsteen. I keep like, I need to listen to more Bruce Springsteen. And then I just forget. And you're, so you're probably assessment is more fair i just i couldn't get past the fact how much fun i had with kenny loggins oh, yeah <laughs> but look this, this is a better song i'm not saying that it's not i would say we enjoyed that song too much uh, it's, pro- <laughs> it's probably true i say as i finished editing that episode a few hours ago i knew when we were recording and i'm like oh the listeners are probably gonna hate us but i was just having such a great time no i think just the fact that we were enjoying it enough carries it through but it was right on the board if we had done it one more time <laughs> we would have been too much too many listeners all right let me get to my worst, worst. List as as my Tablet goes to sleep at the exact perfect time. All right. So, okay. Sammy Hagar, winner takes it all. This is my number four worst from, uh, from over the top. Where is it? It's on here somewhere. There it is. <laughs> it is pretty bad. It, I, it, it's just kind of, it, it's so cheesy. <laughs> the video is bad, too. This is the video where Sammy Hagar arm wrestles <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> And defeats him, and Sylvester Stallone. Here, I'm just gonna skip to the end of the video. Because <laughs> we're, we're gonna watch Sammy Hagar uh, arm wrestle Sylvester Stallone. I, I encourage you all to look this up. But watch, watch the face that Stallone makes at the camera. He's not happy about no, it, is he? Because this, is, this is a Sammy Hagar video, so of course Sammy Hagar's gonna beat him. <laughs> look at <laughs> Stallone is not happy to be here. And then watch, look at that. <laughs> he looks at the camera like. 
Can you believe that this is happening? You're right. And he's outstanding. It's like a don't you believe it kind of a face. <laughs> anyway, that's my fourth, fourth worst. It's a, it's a bad song. It is. Number three is something that I'm sure Rambo fans uh, would be controversial with Rambo fans, and that's It's a Long Road by Dan Hill. Oh, I, so that was very close for me. Yeah. And I think only because Rambo's... Uh, no, go ahead. I, I'll, I'll just play it. it it's, a, it's a bad... If, if Rambo was as high up for me of my you know movies like Demolition Man, I probably would have moved this to my worst song. Cause really? It, it's not good. Because it's ruining... It kind of yeah. ruins the last moments yes. of the movie. Yeah. I, Rambo fans like it, but I just find it very corny and just not not fitting. I mean, it's 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 kind of emotional in a way, but it's just... It, I mean, it just doesn't seem it would like be, it's a high enough quality to fit the movie. It certainly would be worse if Turn the Beat Around <laughs> sure. was, was shoehorned in there. But, I mean, it's like that Springsteen. No, I mean, that that's way, way better yeah. sound than, than um, sorry, I forget who this is. Dan, Dan Hill. Yeah. No, we didn't know. I mean, I, it, apparently, Dan Hill did some other stuff. I looked him up after we did the video, the episode. Okay. And it was like, oh, right. I know, I know who this guy is. Like, I had heard other songs of his, and now I don't remember what those songs are anymore. All right. Um, yeah, but that's exactly right. Like, that movie deserves a Bruce Springsteen caliber Absolutely. song at the end because that movie is very emotional. And it, yeah, you know what? I think I, you've, you've made me realize why I don't like the song is because it's trying too hard to feel emotional and not earning it. You know, and it, maybe it's just the way the guy sings. It's so long. Just trying to, like... Belt just, it out. Yeah, just trying to fill his voice with fake emotion. Just That's the way it feels to me. Yep. Uh, okay, number two on my least favorite songs is Demolition Man by Sting. All right. We already covered that. And then the worst song that we saw in these 12 movies... Is it going to be from Rhinestone? It is going to be from Rhinestone. Okay. And you know what? I can't believe we never discussed it. We completely skipped over it. We never even mentioned... Drinkenstein. <laughs> You're right. We never brought it up. It never came up. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I forgot about and the face that he's making <laughs> when they pan up to Stallone. But why are you creating? <laughs> how can this not be the worst song? Call him Drinkenstein. <laughs> In the tavern down the street. I love how he's trying to put a twang in his voice. Down the street. The transformation all the time. All right, that's that's enough. Oh, man. Somehow we just both skipped over it, and I was so shocked when I edited it. I was like, wait a minute, we never talked about Drinkenstein. That's like the, the centerpiece of that whole movie. All of Rhinestone is building to Drinkenstein. You're right. And maybe it's that we just were emotionally scarred that we just blocked it out and wanted to focus on other things. Maybe. I mean, I genuinely enjoyed that scene, and I think it's really funny. It's obviously intentionally funny. I mean, Stallone's maybe mugging a little too much. Yeah. But I, it's in a, he's mugging in a way that I think works, and it's, it's funny. I think the problem, the reason why maybe I didn't cover it is I got so caught up and distracted with Barnett, and that I actually like really enjoyed that actor's performance. I think I, because of those scenes that were set around, Drinkenstein is set around Barnett scenes. Right. That... That's why it got lost with me. Well, that's the thing. I think the punchline of that scene is supposed to be, look at the crazy clothes he's wearing. Barnett pawned his clothes off on Stallone. <laughs> but the actual hilarious thing is Sylvester Stallone singing and being really bad. You know, it's just, I mean, go back and listen to that episode, but I, we definitely talked to death about how that movie will not acknowledge how bad of a singer <gasps> Stallone is. So <laughs> you know, the Emperor Has No Clothes situation of that movie where <laughs> the movie's trying to convince us that Stallone's a great singer. Um, but anyway, that's my least All favorite right. song. That is a very fair selection. Okay. Want to move on to character name? All right, character name. So uh, we, just to set up, we've, we've talked about how Stallone, when he's writing screenplays, frequently names his characters ridiculous things. So uh, this is just a thing to keep track of. It doesn't necessarily have to be from movies he wrote, but just Stallone movies, I think in general, are going to have a lot of silly names. Or not even silly, because we're going to do best also, but like strange character names yeah. just to keep an eye out for. Uh, so do you want to lead off or should I? I'll lead off. You want, to, right. do, you want to do best first? Yeah. Best character name, Simon Phoenix. <sighs> so it was tough for me. Simon Phoenix is a great name and uh, wow, one I of my can, favorite characters. Who could it be? I thought for sure. <laughs> so this was another one. It was close. Some of these were really tough for me. And as much as I love Simon Phoenix, the character and the name is a great name. Apollo Creed is one of the great character names in movie history. Yeah. I couldn't get, not give it to Apollo Creed. Yeah, you're right. 
So I, I'm not criticizing you. I'm going to tell you, it was for me, it was 1A and 1B. I had already given a lot of love to Demolition Man as it is, and there, a lot of Demolition Man is in all of my categories. I, Apollo Creed, is an, it's, he's an awesome character and an awesome name to go with that character. Can I tell you what's happening here with me and why I didn't pick it? I only now, and I'm just processing it right now. Why didn't I go with Apollo Creed? It's because I've seen the Rocky movies so many times that Apollo Creed doesn't seem like a crazy name to me. Like it, I've just internalized it so much that it's like, oh, here's the, here's a segment where we're going to pick our favorite crazy character name, and it never even occurred to me <laughs> that Apollo Creed is a crazy name for a character, which, of course, it is. I mean, it's an awesome name. Oh, it's awesome. It It is, in my view, a little bit of a crazy name, but it's awesome. So that's the idea of this category is just like unusual names yeah, it's that not Stallone like, obviously thought was awesome. Or, yeah, it's you know, not like Rick Brown or something, right? Yeah. Or, it's Stallone, Apollo Creed. Stallone loves coming up. I mean, I think it's clear Stallone thinks every every one of these names is awesome. Sometimes he's right, and it's Apollo Creed, and sometimes he comes up with some some ridiculous names that are not so awesome. That are in our next uh, our next category of worst. Yeah, well, mine is definitely not a Stallone name. I know for sure he did not write this movie. Okay, I went with Ray quote Nero the Hero Lonigan from Death Race two thousand. Just pick a name. <laughs> That's my beef with that name. It, you can't call him Nero the Hero if his name is Ray. I. <laughs> it does really take away from the gravity, doesn't I it? I think so. Ray. <laughs> so I did not. There were a lot of dumb things in Death Race 2000, I mean, without a doubt. Frankenstein's a pretty ridiculous name just on its own. It is. Face. But, um, so I actually went with, and maybe I'll get some criticism for this. It just doesn't seem to fit the character. Edgar Friendly, to me, has always been one that I've hated, and so that's what I went with with the worst. Yeah, I thought about Edgar Friendly. Especially because it's so prominent to... In that, that name rattling around in your friendly, brain. Edgar, friendly, friendly, Edgar, friendly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I right. mean, maybe because it's so prominent, I hate it more than some of the other bad ones, but that's what I went well, with. Well, also, as we discussed, when that sequence is happening, Simon Phoenix is looking at a, a headshot, you know, like a very, I mean, he, <laughs> you pointed that out and it was spot yeah, on. I mean, he does, he does look friendly. He's just there smiling, you know, it's just his actor's photo. <laughs> An actor photo that's probably 10 years old. Too. Oh, yeah, I definitely, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, you can pick the next guy. All right, so the next one, I'm going. So we're saving uh, best movie for last. Oh, let's do the best Stallone performance and worst Stallone performance. Okay, uh, and I'll lead off with this. Best was actually easy for me. I I went with Freddy and Copland. I think um, it's it's probably among the you know. There's some good great movies. We did Rocky. But his performance, particularly in Copland, I think Copland is a really good movie. I'm glad that I watched, you know, I mean, I owned it, but it's not one that I watched that much. Hmm. Stallone's performance, there's a lot of great performances in it, but I wish that the marketing or the hype around that movie hadn't focused on that he had a big gut because I think it took away from the movie itself and his performance in that movie. Yeah. And he has said that he thinks that Copland harmed his career. Not that he thinks it's a bad movie, but that because of all that, the, like the, the attempt to kind of sh- shift his career away from action movies, and then people kind of rejected it, and ju- just wanted to talk about his weight and all that. Yeah, it's. I agree, it's a great performance, but I w- went with First Blood. Okay, I think I've, just just that sequence at the end, his his uh, speech to to uh, Troutman. It it is a, a great a great moment without a doubt and and a good over and a and a very very good overall performance but definitely the the ending to it is is the the moment without a doubt yeah i mean it, to me it was between that and copland and the two rocky movies although i know you disagree with me about rocky too but uh, i think he's still giving a good performance fair enough uh, he, he reads that poem we never talked about the poem that he reads <laughs> i i genuinely love that moment it's it's such a perfect encapsulation of what is Hilarious and sweet and charming about Rockies. <laughs> he tells, "Remember we, we we were on our first date and everything was great, and you kept trying to slip, and I tried trying to catch you. I don't know the I don't know the whole thing, but it's, it's something like that." All right, I, that's that's a tough scene to pull off. I mean, he wrote it, so it's like he knew what he was getting himself into. I assume, but it's like, I, well, I don't think that I said I don't think Sylvester Stallone's performance in Rocky Two is the my biggest issue with that. Movie, okay, so. But I mean, there's there's your I mean, there's at least four movies in this set of twelve that I would say Sylvester Stallone is giving a great performance. Yeah. great. And I don't know if I would say that. How many great performances does Arnold give? Not to, again. I mean, this is kind of the the point of this podcast is comparing the two, at least as of now. 
So it's like it is. I mean, but there are, there are a few. No, a great performance. No, but there are certainly a number of them that I can recall that we know. And he's like he is. This movie is terrible, but he is carrying this thing, you know, on his back. But you wouldn't say that it was a great performance where you're talking, you know, Academy Award and maybe not, a, but just a, a very, very yeah. good acting performance. Oh, that's the thing is Stallone has been nominated for Academy Awards for acting. And, you know, that, that shows that, you know, it's just a very different experience Without a doubt. when you're watching a Stallone performance. But yeah, I mean, four out of 12 is not bad for like, great performances. And I think mostly, well, we should, let's get to the worst performance, I guess. It's worst. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm praising him. We should probably, I should have, we should have ended with best so that I could have, the praise would feel. Praise. Yeah, because well, now, now it's just going to feel like faint praise because now we're going to talk about his worst performance. Well, that's true. But look, you get a catalog like this, right? He's had this many movies. You're going to have bad performances. It just. Yeah. Oh, he's had a very long career and, you know, his career's had a lot of ups and downs. And I'm sure during those downs, he's done some movies that he wasn't too crazy about being you know, hired for. Uh, yes. And so, so for my nomination for this is, I think, one of the ones he's most embarrassed about. Nick in Rhinestone is, I think, his worst performance. I agree. Nick in Rhinestone. Since I still have, I still have got the video up. He's trying to do a southern accent. Oh, it's, so it's not bad. just the singing. His performance no. is terrible. He's really overacting. In that yeah, movie. I mean, I don't. I, but you know what? Some of it, I think we talked about on the episode. That again, that was a long time ago. I, the casting, I just, I understand the fish out of water. I just don't understand Sylvester Stallone as the, as the pick for that. Yeah, I just don't know if Stallone is very good at calibrating his comedic instruments. You know what I mean? It's like okay, right. it's a comedy. I'm going to be comedic, and he just ends up being very broad. He's trying so hard to be funny, and it's just and there, like, stop, and, stop. And so there's the nuance, and I think maybe difference, that Stallone certainly has better dramatic performances in his catalog than I think Arnold ever had. But the one thing I think we really noted is that mm-hmm. Arnold really does, he knows how and when to deliver on comedy. And a couple of them, he carried on his back. That yeah. they, they were not funny movies. He was the best part in carrying it. He The, the comedic timing and knowing the right levels on the performance, Arnold did have that uh, over Stallone, at least so far. I mean, we haven't covered them all. but uh, That's absolutely true. I'll bet every recap, every season recap we do, the worst performance is going to be whatever comedy we watch. Probably. Is. Yeah. I'm still amazed how much uh, we both enjoyed Jingle All the Way. It's just like one of those <gasps> things. It's like, wow, Arnold honest, is really funny. It is now in the rotation. I'm looking forward to the holidays because I'm going to fire Jingle All the Way back up. I still own Jingle All the Way 2 on DVD, so maybe I should fire that up this Christmas. <laughs> I've got it around somewhere. So many bears. <laughs> that's right. All right. What's uh, left? All that's left is kill, right? And yes. Then we'll move on best and worst kills. You want to lead this one off? I want to lead. Let's start with worst this time. Okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll build up to best. All right. My least favorite kill in the entire season was Death Race 2000, Uh-oh. the rubber manhole cover. Two guys jumped out oh. of a manhole. And then I, I remember fu- they cover up the manhole. The third guy goes like, I'm going to jump the manhole. Blah, and he gets hit by, uh, I, I forget if it's Frankenstein who hits him. No, it's, I think it's, it's Stallone. Yeah, I, I think, think it is Stallone. I think it's uh, what's his character's uh, name? Uh, it was Johnny. Was it Johnny something? Jimmy McMobster? What? I, something. Yeah, I mean it's basically some <laughs> horrific remember. stereotype of yeah, an Italian I, mobster. I, I don't remember. Uh, so mine came from the same movie, different kill. This one is definitely Frankenstein, the fangirl, the the Frankenstein fan club girl sacrifice. Yeah, it just it doesn't like what that character. Then you find out it, it just doesn't fit in any way. It just feels wrong. I mean, all many of it feels wrong. That one felt the worst and just out of place, and so that's what I went with. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit but on that episode, but maybe not enough. I'm just like, what are we supposed to take from that? Frankenstein is our hero, and at that point he's revealed that he's going to kill the president or whatever, the evil president, and then suddenly he's killing this girl who is sacrificing herself willingly. And like, yeah, what are we supposed to take from that? You're right. It is weird, and it feels weird, and yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We'll, we'll both went with that. I mean, there's a lot in Death Race. Um, well, that's the thing is Death Race 2000 is just a movie, just a series of quote-unquote hilarious deaths. I mean, that, it should be right up our alley, but uh, most of them are really stretching. They're yeah. just kind of like, how can we kill people with cars? I don't know. Just, you know, it felt like they just didn't have a lot of ideas of just how do we kill people. Yeah, and I to be honest, I was kind of tempted. I had a bunch of them that I was considering from this. I considered the uh, the guy that went fishing in the retention. It wasn't even a retention pond. It was like a puddle. I a river. He's, he's fishing no, in like a... Yeah. It's like a puddle. There's barely any water in it. Because when he gets down and runs in it, it barely splashes any water oh, it's, anywhere. It's a very shallow river, but I think it's a river. All right, it's whatever. flowing. It's not just... It's the L.A. River. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. It's whatever the rural equivalent of the L.A. River. 
All right, so how about best kill? Okay, my best kill is from the specialist. Hotel room falls on man. <laughs> I, it was so close for me. It, I, that was right there. The, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted something from the specialist, but I just couldn't get past the frozen Simon Phoenix. I know, that was my number two. I, I, it, and again, it was close. That, the, the terrible green screen when those guys are scrambling, trying to get up there is so much fun about that specialist I, kill. I seriously laughed harder at that sequence than I laughed at any <laughs> other, any other comp, definitely harder than oh, Rhinestone. Like, I, I thought that was one of the funniest things I'd seen in a long time in a movie. Those oh. three, he, I mean, just the whole scenario of it, just the fact that uh, Ray Quick has, has set up all these explosives to blow, <laughs> not just to blow them up. There's a phone explosive first. Yeah, it's not, he could have just blown them up and been done with it. But no, he's such a specialist, he needed to do it in a creative way. <laughs> he, he destroyed a building. He uses one bomb to blow the guy out of the window into the ocean. The man survives long enough for the other bombs <laughs> to go off, break the hotel room off of the building, and fall on top of him. <laughs> It's like some wily coyote stuff. <laughs> you know what? I'm regretting my choice now when I really I mean, think about it. Heads up is pretty good, and it's, it is awesome. And, you know, it's it's more uh, narratively relevant. Like obviously, that's the villain being killed, that's, right. And you know, Simon Phoenix is so great. You want to see him get his have come a up proper and say, yeah, ending in a, in the ba- in a right you know. Yeah, we don't know who death. those guys are who are getting killed in that hotel room, <laughs> but, but, but it's, that guy who gets it is unfair. You're right. He gets blown out a window first, yeah. and he thinks I'm okay, and then Stallone drops a building yeah, on him. It's the it's the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> like screw you! Just hey, you survived this bomb. Like and, and that, the way that movie depicts uh, Stallone's character, you have to assume that's all, that's all intentional. Oh, he's right. so good. If a bomb goes off and a man doesn't die, it's intentional. He did that on purpose <laughs> because the movie establishes he's the greatest bomb maker ever. Yes. If you want you dead, you're dead. So him blowing that guy out of the window, you can only assume it was a calculated plan. It was exactly calculated because he knew that the hotel room was going to fall on his head. Fall on the poor guy. He just wanted to let give him a moment of relief as a twist the knife before he drops a room on his head. <laughs> I'll show you. All right. All right. So uh, best and worst movie. I mean, this, these are so obvious that I feel like I have to do a two and a three for each because okay, for me, obvious. It's, I'm just going to say both right now. Obviously, my least favorite is Ratchet and Clank, and my favorite is Rocky. That's just, uh, and those those were the same for me. So it's, it's it, almost a given. It's yeah, like in like, some ways, I almost, so. All right, so then let's let's peel it well, one back. I don't have them written down, but I probably can figure out. I will have a little bit more of a trouble with worst, maybe. Uh, okay, uh, may, maybe not actually. Now that I think about it, talking here out loud, but kind of what would be your? Let's do worst first. Yeah, I'll so. give you my two and three worst, and okay. then uh, so my second worst is Bullet to the Head. Okay. And my third worst is Rhinestone. So Rhinestone, and those two probably would have been right there, and maybe because Rhinestone we've been covering. It just, it's not a good movie. I would probably say it's the next worst of this catalog. Yeah, I liked it more than you. There's some stuff that I enjoy in it, but mostly, yeah. It just it kind of has this like sitcom feel, and just, it's not as funny as it thinks it is. Like, right. Yeah, it's, it's, the music is great. I enjoy the music in Rhinestone, other than that, other than Drinkenstein. <laughs> Other than any time Stallone is singing. But, and yeah. I can, believe it or not, I considered for favorite, if it was favorite song and not best song, I considered the uh, the first act who got up and got booed off the stage oh, sure. at the Rhinestone. In terms of favorite songs, because it's not a good song, but in terms of favorite, I would have had that in my running for favorite song. I'm embarrassed that I forgot about that guy. I didn't, remember, I didn't know the song name and that kind of stuff, so I wasn't going to go with it. Blood on the corn and brains on the hay. <laughs> Is that really it? Yeah. Sweet Loretta. That just really happened to my Sweet it's Loretta. My sweet Loretta. <laughs> yeah, I forget the character's name because it was something. So <sighs> I, w- I want to say Tucker McElroy, but that's not it. That's, yeah. from, that's from the Blues Brothers. No, but it was like a Johnny Cash type ripoff, basically, yeah, yeah, is what yeah. that guy was supposed to be. Got a duck on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things about Rhinestone I still remember. Like, I don't remember a thing about Bullet to the Head. So I, I put Bullet to the Head as worse because it's like, I don't remember anything that happened in that movie. The it's only, so unmemorable. The most that I remember is the axe sequence at the end uh, with Jason Momoa. Yeah. That was an okay fight. I actually didn't think that was... Like, that was one of the highlights of the movie. Oh, without, okay. yeah, this without is a, This is an okay fight to end this movie. I, what, you know what I actually remember most about that movie? I actually remember the most is our episode and your work on the Christian Slater of how bad the newspaper articles were that oh, were put sure. together by the production of your um, Silk Cozart. That's actually what I remember most about that movie. You're right. I, all of the graphics, all of the newspapers, any, so any props or anything. Yeah, the tiny little mansion. Yes, the tiny 
tiny mansion. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in that movie. Uh, <laughs> all right, so then uh, what would be your the the next bet? So I actually I know it, it's easy for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give mine because I'm sure it's one of yours. Copland yeah. would be my number two. Okay, and then uh, go ahead and give your number three because we're gonna have a fight about mine. <sighs> <laughs> What's your number three? I, Do you I, have one? I know Rambo would be. I would. I'd put Demolition Man. I'm sorry. Would That's be fine. My number three. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm surprised it's even that low for you. I like Demolition Man a lot, but no, my my number one is Rocky. My number two is Rocky Two. <laughs> I knew you're gonna hate it. <laughs> Rocky I'm not, Two. Not, I'm not gonna rehash this. I learned recently. I have an important character witness on my side because I weren't. Oh, maybe not character witness, but a, a, Frank, ex, an ex, Frank Stallone, an expert witness on my side. I learned recently that Quentin Tarantino likes Rocky Two better than Rocky. Uh, I saw it in an interview recently. Are you serious? It's like if only I had that ammunition when we recorded that episode. Yeah, he, he said that in an interview. I don't know when it's. The interview I saw on YouTube didn't have a date, so I don't know when. All right, I'll, I'll take you at your word. He likes Rocky. Thinks Rocky Two is better, and also Biff Tannen thinks Rocky Two is better than Rocky <laughs> from Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> Coach Fredericks thinks that it's better, so you had that readily available in yeah, the episode. That I remember. I didn't know about Quentin Tarantino, but right. Quentin Tarantino is he he knows his film. I so if, I will not debate that. He does. Okay. And then my number three is Copland. All right. So Demolition Man, I was I was having a hard time because it's like, wait a minute, Demolition Man's not gonna make my top three, but hey. you know what? I couldn't make the cut. That's fine. And Rambo didn't either, so you're kind of with me. That I again, it's not that it's a bad movie. I just don't hold it maybe as high regard as the the Rambo fans out there. You know, I like I like First Blood. I think it's a good, really good action movie, but yeah, I, I don't think it's well. And I, I think to a certain degree, Rambo has fallen off culturally in terms of its relevance and importance. Oh, yeah. You know, like there's a new Terminator movie coming soon, and people are excited. I mean, we're excited. Oh, I'm uh, excited. You know, whereas there's a new Rambo movie coming, and it doesn't seem like there's that much in, there's that much interest in it. I mean, yeah. well, I'm just saying generally in like culture. No, that's not, it's kind of like eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Rambo fans are obviously excited, but just in terms of like general interest in a new Terminator oh, or oh, a new it, Rambo it's movie, not even it's close. Like, yeah. the, well, there's much, much more buzz and excitement about Cameron. It's not even close. Right. The Cameron's involved and it's a Terminator without a doubt. What's well, the thing is Stallone is the Cameron of, of the Rambo series. So it's like, obviously he's going to be involved no matter what, but, uh, you know, and it's, it'd be easy to say, well, that's stiff competition. Terminator two is one of the biggest movies of all time. ever, but so was Rambo two. Like people forget how big Rambo two was. It was a giant, Phenomenon. I mean, I don't know in terms of like money or whatever. Well, we'll uh, maybe, find out soon. Yeah, we will find out soon. But it probably didn't make if you if you adjust for inflation, it probably didn't make as much as T two. But it was giant. It was and just culturally very very like it just made a huge impact. Sure. And it's kind of been lost. And it's I think T two still. I mean, it, I we were had this discussion off air um, not that long ago that I didn't realize this. You said for the younger generation, it's not cool to enjoy the Dark Knight right now. Yeah, I, I gotta say, not, not that we talk about it all the time. I think T two is still in the you know pop culture lexicon and still revered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and where as you said, I'm not as familiar with it. Didn't see it. Rambo two has disappeared. T two has not disappeared. Terminator two feels like it could have been made in any year. It could have been yeah. made last year. And watch it, and it does not feel old at all. No, it's the, for me. It's I went. I just went and rewatched Jurassic Park not that long ago because it was up on Netflix. I'm like, this movie still the graphics still hold up, and the movie itself, like the story, they could have. I I know they're making new ones, and I don't necessarily enjoy them. But I'm like, you could make Jurassic. You could release this today, and I would completely believe it. I think you're right. T two is the same thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Whereas the Rambo movies feel more of a time, and I think. I think you're underestimating how much The Dark Knight feels dated to 10 years ago. Like, if you watch it now, really? I think so much of it because it's just like in the, in the kind of Patriot Act era, and it's so, it's so much about that. And it's, and it's also like from a period when comic book movies were trying to be real and trying to convince you that this could happen. And that, that feels very out of date for what's going on now. And, and that's, that's why I think people have turned on The Dark Knight. I'm just like, I think people have turned on it because it seems like a movie that's embarrassed to be a superhero movie and embarrassed to be a Batman movie. You know, it's trying to be heat and not trying to be a comic book movie. That, I guess that's what I, I like about it. I that that's whatever. I I'm not going to try and hash that out, but no, I think in the long run, The Dark Knight will hold up and will stand the test of time. I don't know if it's going to be one of those movies that feels timeless like T two is, but I think it's going to be properly revered. Yeah, and I think the Marvel movies will fall off. Most of them will. You know, maybe one or two will survive and be like, okay. Well, there's, a, there's so many of them you'd think a few of them would, yeah. right? But yeah. I, I think it'd be like, oh, Winter Soldier is 
that this one holds up as a really great movie or, you know, I don't know what else. Pick, yeah, there, there's probably one or two. That Spider Man movie is really good. Like, uh, it was. God, I'm glad you forced, you know, just <laughs> hounded me on that one because I would have just dragged my feet and dragged my feet. That was so much fun. Yeah, it really was. That's, that's really good. And I'm looking forward if Michael Keaton's back. I'm certainly looking for more Michael Keaton. Yeah, I heard that he's coming back. It's, it's nice that the they're keeping. I mean, the Marvel movies don't really keep villains around, really. No. Right? Except for Thanos, but he's just like a, d- a dumbass that shows up in the last 10 seconds. Uh, don't forget I, about me. Yeah. I have this glove. He finally I, did something. I, this, I, year, this year was finally, after 10 years of him sitting in a chair, <laughs> he finally did something. Uh, you could argue, I know he's not completely a villain. Loki, you could argue, right, is you know kind of a villain. But he's kind not. Kind of, but yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's the one who's carried over the most. Yeah, yeah. but whatever. That's true. All right, so uh, you know a lot of a lot of agreement, a lot of same same movies here, and um, Ratchet and Clank, without a doubt, deserved what it got. There's definitely agreement there. Yeah, without um, a doubt. I'm still I'm gonna have a hard time letting go of Rocky Two. This is gonna be a sticking point as this podcast goes on. That's the biggest disagreement. Yeah, and I just don't understand why you can't just accept I, Rocky Two. I think it is. that that might be more than we disagreed on anything on the Schwarzenegger catalog, too. I mean, there were some disagreements there, but I don't think there was that wide of a gap. The only thing I can think of is you were really mad at me for putting Eraser pretty high when we did our final <sighs> rankings. Man, but, but it seemed like we both liked the movie when we talked about it on that episode, but then when we got to the end and we, we did That's a full right. ranking of all 32 I was, movies. I, you're right. I do remember that that finale. I was really mad because... You were really mad about Eraser. I was like, wait, I thought you liked Eraser. I felt like 15 it, or something. Yeah, you were really mad. We also had averages, right, in terms of like the, the, the rankings between our two and somehow... Yeah. Yours pulled a racer way up, but then I know I was it, it last action our, year. There was something big, you were really mad about that you that no, it was Conan, Conan the Destroyer that's, you pulled down. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Conan that's, the Destroyer. That's the thing. All of our disagreements is because I like a movie. There's never been a movie I think where I you like loved it. it and I hated it. Like that's, usually it's like you know, like Demolition Man. You like more than me, but I still like it. Yeah, you're right. I don't know but, if there's ever been a situation where you've come in and been like, "This is a great movie. I really like it." And I, I came in and been like, "This is awful." No, I don't think there has been. And you're right. It was I forgot Conan it was Conan the Destroyer. That was the biggest disagreement. You were so mad at me that I destroyed the the overall ranking because I I I think I put it in my bottom six or seven. I, I mean, like bottom three or something. It was, I don't it was, know if it was that far. But it, it was it, way it, too low. It was down there. <laughs> it was not below the villain or junior. I know that for well, a fact. Be prepared. You know, in a couple of years when we get to the end of Stallone and we're ranking all forty forty eight movies. Get ready for the Rocky Two fight. I'm going to be putting it. Yeah, because you'll have it in like top five, probably. It'll be top ten for sure. I don't know about top five. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd put it top five Rocky movies even. So it'd be tough to be top five, but it is a Rocky movie, and therefore I'm going to defend it. All right. Well, you know what? No, Rocky Five will probably be the biggest fight. <laughs> That'll be a rough episode because I'm. I yeah. I can't imagine you're going to like Rocky Five. No, I I've seen it, and I don't. I didn't like it at the time. Well, you so. haven't seen it in a while. It has been. Uh, All right. Well, so I think uh, I think that's the the wrap up episode. So we got to kind of move on to future business. Yeah. So we're gonna be on a break for a little while, and uh, so we've talked about it off air. But in the past, when we did the Bad Puns and Machine Guns uh, podcast, right? When we were on a break, we all, we still made an effort to put up an episode every two weeks. Kind of call it a bonus episode. Yeah. Well, I think we've made a distinguish in the past between bonus episodes where we're talking about some like non Arnold, non Stallone movie, but then you know. Back then, we used to just put up like filler episodes. It was just like, remember the one we were like, let's pitch movie ideas. It's just like, this, yes. this is just, we just needed to put something up. <laughs> we wanted to be consistent because we were trying to gain listeners and always have something filling I, the feed every two weeks. I was worried. I mean, I, I still think we had some good ideas in that pitch session, by the way, but whatever. It was fun to do. I don't know how fun it was to listen to. I mean, it was, I was worried when we started that if we took a long break, that people would, you know, unsubscribe or just we yeah. would lose people. Even people who are enjoying the show, if if we're gone for a while, yeah. we may lose them. Out of just, sight, out of mind. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But you know, I have faith that the folks who listen to us now, um, <laughs> if they carried over and found us after yeah. we changed the name, I, I like our listenership. It's small, but it's it's a force. Yeah, it's it's robust, <laughs> and I think the the folks will stick with us. So rather than putting up episodes every two weeks of questionable quality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going to do bonus episodes during our break, but if you expect them every four to six weeks, I would say that would be reasonable. We're not going to be gone. It'll just be a little bit more infrequent as we're on our break uh, until we come back with season six. But uh, we should announce our first break episode. Yeah, so uh, fire away. Okay, so we decided for our first break, again, probably in four weeks, maybe six weeks, I don't know, but 
We're going to discuss Son of Rambo. <laughs> Rambo spelled R-A-M-B-O-W for legal copyright reasons. <laughs> Tell me, Mike, what do you know about Son of Rambo? I know nothing other than I laughed when I saw the name. So I'm <laughs> Did you have to look it up to confirm that it was a real movie? Yes, we were like, Son of Rambo, that's not a real thing. I thought it was like a side project that you had worked on that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, right, it was my own, my own personal thing. <laughs> I edited together all the movies, but I put myself in. I'm the Son of Rambo. <laughs> That's not too far off from what the movie's about. So I, I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything. I love the fact that you're coming in not knowing I'm cold. what Son of Rambo is. Cold. If you had to guess what year the Son of Rambo came out, <laughs> just, I know you have absolutely no idea. Just, I'm just wondering. I just, I'm just so curious about what, you, what your brain fills in when you hear Son of Rambo. 1987. Okay, that could not be more wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. It was like 2012 or so. Oh, something like that. Jeez. Maybe like early 2009. It came out the same week as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's older than 2012. It's like 2009, 2008, something like that. I remember because it was a Sunday and I had nothing to do, and I just went, I'm, I'm going to go to the movie theater. I'm just going to watch as many movies. I watched like six movies that day. Oh, it was man. just stuff I didn't. I was like, Son of Rambo, what is that? And I saw it. And I'm like, well, obviously I have to see what that is. I don't know if we're going to do our segments. We should discuss. We, we haven't discussed whether or not we're doing our full. No, nah, I think it'll be more free form, but we yeah, can discuss. Probably. Yeah, probably. But in any case, uh, I mean, if, if you want to do it, great. Otherwise, I'll do it. I want to see what movies came out that week or, you know, around oh, then. Because gotcha. I, I want to figure out which movies I saw. I remember Crystal Skull and being incredibly disappointed. Oh, I think I saw uh, Once, the musical. It's really good, but it's not up your alley at all okay. but it's it's about two irish it's irish it's about irish musicians that oh. fall in love it's got great music in it the love story is fine like you know it's a good movie i remember seeing that i remember seeing indiana jones i remember seeing son of rambo Man, six movies in a day yeah it was, it was i never do that it was just like i have nothing to do today what am i gonna do today i have nothing to do so i just i went to the movie theater and i i, I did pay for every ticket i could have just snuck around from <laughs> theater to theater i walked back out and i paid for each ticket i was very honest all right that's, um, that's good to know that uh, my podcast teammate is a honest man yes but uh, son of rambo i'm not gonna give my opinion but it was definitely the most surprising movie i saw that day all right just from seeing a marquee saying son of rambo i, was like, well, I don't know what that's gonna be so i'm i'm gonna ask the listeners at arms race podcast on twitter how many of the listeners have seen son of rambo or will be cold as i am it got some attention at the time but i think only for people who were really paying like that was really when i was hooked into movie news i was writing dvd reviews and stuff like it was during that period of my life so okay uh, i'm willing to bet at least a handful of people have Seen Son of Rambo. Again, to be clear, Son of Rambo, R-A-M-B-O-W. <laughs> I can't stress that enough, because it, it may be hard to find if you just search Rambo and don't put the W in. Definitely need the W. Uh, Not W as in George W. Bush, but Rambo. Rambo W. Rambo. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that episode. I I'm, kind of am, too. It's to be something different. I just love the idea that it's a total, it's a total surprise for you. Honestly, I didn't look anything up. I'm going to go into it. No, please don't. Just, just turn it <laughs> just on. Watch it. I, you, you can borrow my DVD. I have it on DVD. So. All right. I guess that spoils whether or not I like the movie. I own the DVD. So. Well, yeah, but there are some things that you've bought that you've regretted, so you may not like it anymore. But you're I not saw it in the me. theater, and then I bought the DVD. It wasn't like yeah. I bought it cold, not having seen oh, it. Oh, all right. I saw it in the theater, and then I bought the DVD. So all right. Well, we'll see. I guess that, that it'll tell you that I enjoyed the movie. Well, so that's what we're going to be back with uh, when we come off of the break. We're going to do uh, Son of Rambo. Yep, and uh, we'll probably do three episodes, I think. I break. Think so we'll be, we'll be on break for three or four months. But again, we'll be just putting out occasional episodes. Uh, and then we'll be back with season two, uh, six, probably sometime late fall, early winter. Yep. Something like that. All right. So, yeah, stay tuned. Don't unsubscribe. We're still here. We yes. haven't gone anywhere. We'll still be working. We'll be back eventually. <laughs> there are two kinds of love that you ought to know. There are two kinds of love. Two kinds of love that you ought to show. There are two kinds of love. One is for the girl that you take to a show, and that's one kind of love. Two is for the girl that will never say no, and that's the best kind of love for me.